Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. What's going on? Happy New Year. Happy end of 2018. And here we go, guys. It is time for the Year in Review podcast and post. I am, of course, your host, Kim Doyle. I almost said the WordPress check. God, that was an old habit. Uh, and this is the Cam Doyle Show. This is episode 23. And the title of this episode is 2018, I Happily Bid Thee Adieu. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not French. And I almost said I bid thee farewell. I went back and forth on the title. But I'll tell you guys, what a freaking year. And I, I'm going to preface this to say this is going to be a long one. I think this is the longest post I have ever written to date. It is 3,500 words. I did this in two separate chunks. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to paint a little picture for you. Um, and that is something that it is uh, Saturday, December. Oh, where am I? I? You guys, I swear I'm going blind. I'm not. I have a new prescription I need to order uh, glasses for. I was just looking at the calendar squinting. Uh, to Saturday, December 29th. Uh, just a few days from 2019. And you know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, you start seeing these year in review posts or, or emails or whatever. And a lot of people, and maybe it's simply because I'm resonating with it, but a lot of people are saying this was a tough year. And it has been for me too. There were so many different ways I thought about approaching this year in review post and podcast. And, you know, it's funny because you, I don't know, you get excited about the new year. And if you've had a bad year, it's its really easy to feel like, okay, this is going to be a better year. But honestly, you guys, the last three years have kind of sucked. 2016, 17, and 18. Um, they weren't what I would call smooth sailing. I was tempted to title this episode, Peace Out 2018. Uh, but that was fleeting. And I was like, no, no, no. Let's not be so dramatic. Because truthfully, as happy as I am to see 2018 go, it's hardly a year worth writing off. I mean, no years are, right? I'll tell you, even probably the hardest year of my life was the year I lost my husband, and that was 2003. And, you know, I survived that, so everything else pales in comparison, right? But I can honestly say that this year has brought me way more clarity than any other year in business, and, and probably in my life for that matter. And the the benefit of that is that it makes me feel really prepared for the upcoming year. However, <laughs> I'm not ignorant enough to think that 2019 will be challenge-free because that's simply not how life works. Life is full of ups and downs. That I am sure of. I also know that no matter what I go through, I'm always going to get back up. So that's okay too. And this past year has really validated that knowing within me. And you guys know I'm a little bit of a... Pollyanna. <laughs> and so yesterday, I oh, my sleep has been just off the hook weird for all of Christmas week. I don't know why. Um, I was super tired yesterday, but I had stuff to do, work to do. And so I showered, I'm drying my hair. I'm like, I know, 
there's a song. I wonder if it's, oh, I turned my phone off. It's literally from the Trolls soundtrack, you guys, and it's Get Back Up Again. So I just put that on loop. I get back up again. I'm, I'll link to it in the show notes. But, um, you know, I have those go-tos that raise my energy level. But I do know, without a doubt, that I'm always going to get back up again. And I'm sorry, you guys, my voice, a little scratchy. Um, I don't know, winter cold, whatever. But bear with me. We're going to do this anyways. So, you know, one thing I will say is because I'm feeling really good about where things are heading in both my life and my business, I thought I would structure this episode to get the crummy stuff out of the way first, and then we'll end on the happy high note and where things are going, right? And you know me, guys, I'm not really one to dump my purse out on the couch and (laughs) drag people through it. Um, And if you would like a reference for that, I completely pulled that from The Breakfast Club. Uh, So let's go ahead and we'll start with the challenges. 2018 brought challenges both personally and professionally. And the personal challenges were heartbreaking and draining. To be brutally honest with you, you guys have heard bits and pieces of this, but it has been a rough couple of years with my son. But I am cautiously optimistic that we're on the other side of things. And because it's not only my story to tell, I'm never going to go into the details. But seeing your children suffer, even if they're the cause of their own suffering, isn't something I would wish on anyone. Because there comes a point where there's just nothing you can do. And, you know, he's 18 now. So there, there's very limited pieces that I can do and step in. Um, but there does come a point with our children that we have to let go. And not just because they're legal adults, but because they have their own lives to live and paths to travel. I have a very strong spiritual belief, and I've learned to trust that as well. But when it comes to our kids, uh, you know, I I think about my parents, who you're going to hear more about in this episode, who are just the rock of our family, truly. They're, They're simply amazing human beings. And how much they do and show up um, for myself and my brother and sister. And, you know, it's, they have each other and all of that. And, but it really is tough. I've watched them feel frustrated because they can't do more. And I've had, you know, my daughter seems to move through life effortlessly. And my son seems to hit roadblocks here and there, even if they're self-inflicted, if that makes sense. But I, who am I to say what he's here to learn and experience? I, of course, will always be here for my kids, but I also believe in self-responsibility and you can't do that for somebody else, right? So anyway, so I would I would say that has truly been the biggest personal challenge and being where we're at today, you know, we're not... I wouldn't say we're done. There's there's been consequences that uh, we're dealing with, but it's it's all the 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 fear, anxiety, what's going to happen, all that's done, right? So now it's like, okay, move forward. And I know that's super cryptic, so I'm going to stop trying to pull you into any of that. But it's it's really been tough, and the I think where the the hardest thing for me with experiencing what we've been going through and my business is that I'm the brand. You know, I'm not like an e-commerce brand behind the scenes where Kim doesn't show up. 
I am my brand, my personality, my energy, all of those things. And it's really hard to hashtag just show up when all you want to do is lay in your bed and cry, right? But we got through it. And here we are. Uh, another challenge, and I've spoken about this a couple times on the podcast, is that not all friendships last. This last year's also saw the ending of a few friendships. A couple ended with a little bit of drama, but nothing major. And as much as I cared about these people, the friendships weren't serving me anymore. And I'm assuming it didn't serve them for that matter, right? There's nothing in me that thinks I didn't play a role or have an impact, or if it's not serving me, it's obviously not serving someone else. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying someone else did something and Kim said, peace out. <laughs> it's not like that at all. Um, but the one thing I realized when these friendships ran their course was that each of these people had something in common with one another. They spent far more time talking about business than doing the work. And most of these friendships were friendships connected through uh, the internet, online, you know, we met through through business. Um, and I'll tell you guys, one of my biggest friggin' pet peeves in life is the ghosting. Look, it's cool, stuff ends, but this disappearing and not responding, I just, I hate it. Like that will, I do have the ability to say, I'm done. And I will write people <laughs> off because I, I feel that I show up for people that I care about and are in my life, it, it, you know, fully. So the ghosting thing, I have zero, it's a no tolerance policy <laughs> for me. Um, but, but the friendships that were made through online, um, it was people that kind of became a default for me to justify not doing what I needed to do, if that makes sense. So, you know, it's really easy to stay stuck when the people around you are stuck and you can hop on. It was a lot of Skype calls with these people. And it was like, you could hop on and bitch and moan and complain. And next thing you know, you're like, well, okay, so that was an hour plus of my time. And all I did was commiserate. You guys, I, I can't begin to tell you how much lighter my life feels without those friendships. But I also realized I took counsel from people who weren't in a position to give counsel. And so suffice it to say that unless someone has had success with the very thing I'm trying to do, I am not going to bother with their opinion, no matter how knowledgeable they may seem or how good of a friend they are. Because it's one thing to learn, study, and even practice something. But if you're not deploying or taking action on the thing you're telling me that I need to do, bye. <laughs> it's just, it's really, and I got caught up in that. And that is no one's responsibility but my own. So, Absolutely not. Will I be if someone says, Oh, you should do this or you should do this? And I don't mean you guys don't get me wrong. If someone's like, Oh, have you thought about trying this? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having conversations with people who are telling me to do things one way. And it's just, and in the meantime, they're not doing anything, right? So I have really gotten clear on the type of people I need to have in my life and surround myself with. And you guys, I'm not saying everybody has to be, I almost said Tony Robbins, but he makes me a little crazy. So that's not who, but you don't, we can't all be up. We, we have days we need to vent. I get all that. But the, those days and moments should be the exception, not the rule. And I found myself spending too much time with people that that was the rule. And 
you know, months later, I haven't seen anything different from, from them. And I'm getting judgy, so I'm going to shut myself up here. But the point is, I got clear that, okay, I need people who are implementers, who are positive, who are not victims in their lives, who are completely self-responsible. And you guys, when I say completely self-responsible, hear my heart, like I have victim moments, <laughs> poor me, and then I snap out of it, right? So you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I just, I do want to clarify that I really, really, really live and believe by the philosophy that everything in my life is my responsibility. But when people leave your life and it feels more productive, it feels lighter, you kind of can't help but connect the dots. The dots, And so maybe it's simply coming from the place of, I'm not my best self in this friendship. Therefore, I have to end it. It has nothing to do with the other person being wrong, not the right type of person, any of that. But, you know, it's kind of like in a, in a romantic relationship, you may love someone that doesn't mean you belong together, right? Hold on, I got to reach back and turn the heater off. I'm starting to cook in here. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, good. And Matt Medeiros, if you're listening, that one was for you. He said to me, Tommy's like, I love that you don't like edit out sneezes or anything. And I'm like, why would I? Um, anyway, so, you know, it was after the ending of these friendships when I realized the type of people I need to surround myself with. And I wish them all the best. But I have decided to be fiercely protective of my time, my energy, and my soul. And the friendships in my life have to support that. Uh, next challenge was... We've heard this one too. This is, so remember, this is a recap. So I'm sorry if this is redundant. I'm trying to keep the redundancy short. Not that Kim is ever short <laughs> with what she's saying. Um, but uh, over before it starts, and of course, I am talking to the ending of lead surveys, the software that I was collaborating on. Um, I, I did a full episode back in the summer, and I'll, I've linked to that in the show notes. Um, but that was a project that drug out for a year and a half only to be shut down two months after it was quote unquote ready. Right. And sort of released, I guess. It's way too long of a story to even recap in this episode, but it truly was a blessing in disguise. I had fallen hard for content marketing uh, from the time in a lead surveys, the idea was born November, 2016. And so for it to open, let's see, God, 28 tells you, right? It was over. It it doesn't matter. You can listen to the full episode of that. But in the background, I had been stepping into content marketing, had launched content creators on Facebook, and I finally felt like I'd come home to what I was supposed to be doing when I started this gig way back in 2008. I knew I would rather be doing everything I was doing with content marketing Um, but I didn't really know how to get out of lead surveys after such a long and arduous journey. And I'll tell you this, because again, I do not believe, um, anything is ever one-sided. I'm sure my partner on the project has plenty of thoughts and opinions on where I did or didn't do things, but truthfully, it was really life circumstances. He had some major health stuff going on. I was still going well, beginning the drama with my son. Um, and so it, it, it was what it was, right? And you learn from it. I'm really grateful that I had the wherewithal to, to pursue the content marketing. Because at the time, guys, I was still doing everything under the WordPress chick. 
And maybe in a way, this is like my little epiphany right here off script with you, but maybe in a way, having lead surveys be the thing that was supposed to be happening removed the pressure from doing anything specific with content creators. And I let it happen organically. And I've told you guys so many times that it's all the things that I have zero attachment to that have paid off the best. And I'm not saying that you should do things with zero attachment, but maybe it that's the that piece of trust when you follow what your heart wants to do. And of course, there has to be a monetization and income. We all have bills to pay, right? Um, but but I definitely can say that it's when I let go of what something is supposed to do that it works really well. All that being said, you guys, I was not quite so Yoda-like when this all came to an end. It was, it was hard. It was really, really hard. Um, I had a lot of people in my life supporting me, and they were sad for it. They saw the struggles, the growth, the putting it off, extending it, all of that stuff. Um, it, it, so, I, you know, I think it's safe to say it was a bittersweet ending, to say the least. Um, and I don't know. I learned a ton from it. I, I learned that I don't know that someone asked me um, when we were going to do a software version of the Content Creators Planner. And I was like, oh, that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, never say never. But I said, I'm still recovering. <laughs> from the last attempt because I'm not a developer and I just don't, I don't know that I would ever touch that again. If that's, I just, I don't know that I would six of one. Right. Um, but like they say, when one door opens, when one door closes, another one opens, let's go ahead and get that right. Um, and, and it really brought me to content marketing because as that was winding, well, actually when lead servers was lead surveys was starting is when I made the decision to stop with service work. So, you know, I thought I'd be closing down the website side of my business. And within six months, we'd have software that was paying me and it wasn't. So needless to say, I have completely bootstrapped my life for the last two years, maybe year and a half, but it's totally been worth it. Some of the other professional challenges I had last year, um, giving up a brand I'd had for nine years, you guys, I I think I addressed this later down in the show notes, but I did, you know, it, it took me a year to say, okay, it's time to say goodbye to the WordPress chick. I thought about selling it and people showed interest in buying it. Right. But I was like, how do you do that? It's me. It's not, um, a collection. And I, I don't know, the content is my voice and all of those things. And at the same time, not all the content was only WordPress related because probably the last year and a half of running that brand, I had already started pivoting and talking way more about marketing and content and and all of that stuff. So I knew that there was valuable content and I was not willing to give up the links, the just any of it, right? The podcast, all that stuff. So, but it was really, it was also bittersweet. The cool thing is that when I finally did point forward the domain, the WordPress chick, I do have the WP chick, the WordPress chick at all forwards to Kim Doyle. Like there was not even a second of hesitation or should I do this? Should I not? I mean, I already literally had gone in. I deleted all the old posts from WordPress chick. I didn't like old studio press tutorials and stuff that were not relevant. Um, but I deleted all the old WordPress content that was super dated. That's the tough thing about creating content around tech is that it changes. But um, I had done all that. 
And I'd gone in and done a redirect to all the posts I had moved over by hand. Like you guys, I made sure every single one besides the HD access, all that stuff. Um, but there was no hesitation when it was time. It was time. And that felt great. Um, another challenge was expecting more from other people. And what I mean by that is when I, I I've got a section a section, right? You guys, I'm using the show notes as a guide when I record this, but I'm going to talk to you about some of the wins, um, the products and courses I did this year. And I think I made us not think I know I made assumptions about people supporting and partnering and sharing. And that was a big challenge for me because I make up stories in my head. I think we all do, right? When somebody doesn't do something they say they're going to do or somebody drops the ball, I'm not exonerating myself, you guys, from any of that. I have plenty of things that I've dropped the ball on and have to own that as well, right? Um, But the truth is, it, it really brought me to a point of clarity in terms of how I need to drive and scale my business in 2019. And I'm going to talk about that at the end. Um, but it was tough. That was a real, per- well, it was a personal and professional challenge. Because when someone says, yes, I'm going to support this. And one example was the content creator summit I ran at the beginning of the year. And, you know, how many of the speakers did nothing and all said they would. But at the same time, being on the other side of it, I know that life happens and it's it's the non-communicative stuff that drives me a little bit crazy, but I I simply don't want to be that person that judges other people for stuff because we I, I really live by the philosophy Brene Brown says this. I truly believe we're all doing the best we can. So um but to get around that disappointment, I'm setting myself up for what I can control better. More on that in a bit. Uh, nailing the right offer. <laughs> Boy, it, it's taken me a full year to get here. And I'm going to talk about that. And then the lack of clarity, you know, wanting to do this, not wanting to do that. And and then you start feeling like, God, do I look like a wishy-washy idiot um, to your audience? And I, I think as entrepreneurs, we, we all do that. And that's part of the process. I will live and die by the fact the fact, the idea, I will live and die by the idea that we get clarity through the doing. So there is no way to get clear without doing some work and without trying things, right? And I see so many people just suffer beyond any, they don't need to, right? They simply don't need to suffer. But what they do is they think they're going to come up with an idea, it's just going to come to them. And it doesn't work that way. You have to get in there and try stuff and hit publish and measure. Did this work? Did this work? And that's how you're going to get clear. I promise you, you won't get disappointed. Maybe you'll be disappointed it's not happening fast enough. And that's simply because um, we live in a, I'm totally stealing this term, bro marketing space with internet marketing and online marketing. I stole that from Amanda Bloom, who wrote a brilliant article, and I'll link to that in the show notes, um, about the, actually, bro marketing is sort of the whole, how do I want to explain this if I can really quick, bro marketing, she refers to it, it's the cost of Facebook ads are going up, because everyone is, you know, doing this whole, um, you know, if you're not serious about it, you need to invest in yourself and invest in my $5,000, $25,000 mastermind. And you get sent to a, an opt-in page with an upsell and a downsell and a cross-sell and 52 ways sideways. 
there's a place for all of those things, you guys. But the way it's been done just makes you need to feel like you want to shower, right? <laughs> um, so that's where bro marketing came from. But I promise you, through the doing and testing, you're going to get clear. Okay, so that is where are we at time wise. I'm just trying to keep myself on task here. Um, that's that's it for the challenges. Let's move on to all the doors that open this year. And especially because the challenges you guys have heard a lot about them, right? So I won't go into all that stuff again. All right, so I'm enjoying coffee number two. So even though there were some personal challenges here, there were also plenty of things to celebrate on a personal front. Most importantly was my parents' 50th anniversary. They... They hit this milestone in April, April 20th, 1968 is when they got married. Um, We had a huge party in June at a winery in Northern California. And you guys, truly, my parents are two of my most favorite people on the planet. They're absolutely amazing. And there's not a day that goes by that I am not grateful for who they are and all that they do. I, I have been absolutely blessed when it comes to family. I don't know what I would do without them, truly. Um, I just... They're amazing people. I have never seen two people who give so much to others and never complain about it. They're they're doers and they are their marriage is I would say my husband and I had a marriage starting in the right like he reminded me a lot of my dad and a good man and and um you know didn't complain about helping other people, worked hard, that kind of stuff. But my parents are like this well-oiled machine. And uh, you know, and they had their own challenges, health challenges and stuff last year. So it was, it was really awesome to celebrate them in front of family and friends. My daughter did this amazing compilation video uh, that just makes me cry. And I'm so glad we have it. But it was, uh, it was, it was a great time. <laughs> Truthfully, you guys, that was probably the most fun social event I went to this year. Kim is getting old. Um, what else? Oh, I, you know, it's funny as I was thinking about that social event, I, I did go to Funnel Hacking Live. This is not in the show notes, um, but I went to Funnel Hacking Live in 2019. And, you know, there's a sense of comfort that comes from being able to go to events like that and not buy into everything, if that makes sense. What I took from that, it was, it was really fun to connect in person with some friends to reconnect with people that I hadn't seen in a while and just go to go, right? I wasn't even kind of tempted when they spent, I don't know, two and a half days pitching their coaching program. Um, Some of the speakers provided massive value somewhere. Eh, I mean, they're all ClickFunnels people who have done well. So there's no judgment about that. And, you know, chose to leave instead of listening to Tony Robbins. Don't need to do that. Um, but it was good. It was simply good to go. It was good to connect with people. It was good to travel again. I really do enjoy traveling. Um, and it was good to, to just not be tempted like, Oh, I should do this or do that or, or be swayed. You know, when you're on the right path, when seeing other people's success doesn't make you question what you're doing. Right. Okay. Moving on. I did a whole recap on funnel hacking live too. Uh, that I should link to as well. Uh, Community, the content creators Facebook group, you guys. This is one of the things I am most proud of. I started this group with zero attachment, like I said, or expectations for what the group is going to become. I simply started it with the commitment to myself that I would show up and see where it takes me. I didn't start it, you guys, with an outline of I'm going to do this on Mondays and this on Tuesdays. I, I didn't. I let it evolve. And 
in a, in a time where there's so much information online and, and we see the highlight reels and we see the success stories, it's really easy to never pull the trigger because you feel like you're not ready enough. You don't have enough planned, ready to execute. You know, you have to do what works for you. For me, it's a lot easier to ready, fire, aim, which I think I've used that term like three more points down in this uh, post, but to, to pull the trigger, to assess, to be honest, to be transparent, to share, and then decide, right? Because if, if you wait until you're ready, it's never going to happen. Um, but there have been times where with content creators, I've thought maybe the group should be bigger by now, right? Because you see other Facebook groups and they're 13, 15, 17,000. I think we're almost at 3,000 people now. Um, but honestly, you guys, the quality of the people in the group and the engagement quickly kick those thoughts to the curb. And I, I really do need to get a crystal ball because I say this way too much. But I am completely predicting a shift towards quality, not quantity. I, I, we already see vanity metrics are kind of a joke now. Because anybody, you can go see somebody on Instagram who has 15,000 followers and 62 posts. And you know, okay, you bought those. That's fine. So I, I think those days are running the, their course. Okay, that's my prediction. And, you know, here's a side note. And a friend I listened to, another person giving counsel on this, said, oh, you know, you can, there's somebody out there teaching, get 10,000 likes in, in three days or whatever. You guys, it's targeting non-tier one countries by running ads. They're, they're pennies, right? And you, So you can grow a list, I mean, uh, followers on your Facebook page for a few hundred bucks to over 10,000. But that's going to be garbage for you when it comes to ads and targeting <clears throat> and engagement. So really, the, the tactical crap like that, that makes something look the way it's supposed to is not going to serve you in the long run. You'll get an ego boost for a minute, but I do think that stuff is, is running its course. Um, but really the quality of this group just makes my heart so happy. I do have to cough. Hold on. (coughs) Sorry guys. Um, I've tried a few different things in the group. Some have stuck around others, not so much. Um, and I thank you, Lorraine McNulty out there, who is a moderator for me in the group and is just, it's so nice to be able to say, oh, I'm going to be offline all day tomorrow. Can you keep your eye on the group? Can you post this? Whatever. Um, so thank you, Lorraine. I do want to publicly thank you for your help. And I really, truly appreciate you. Um, so for 2019, I've been thinking a lot about the Facebook group. And one thing that works extremely well, obviously, is live streaming and video in the group. But I'm hoping, I don't know how I'm going to do this, um, but I'm hoping to have other people doing a little bit more of it too, because there's only so much of me to go around. Um, but the other thing I need to be cautious of is because it's a it's a free group and it always will be. Um, it's so funny, I'm, I'm using my show notes and I'm like, that's not a complete sentence, Kim. Anyways, it's really easy to get lost in Facebook for hours when you have a great community, but it's not necessarily the best use of my time. So I don't know what it's going to look like to streamline this or how to be more efficient here, but I'm definitely working on this in quarter one of 2019. And I would like to bring some stuff back. Like we've done hot seats. I think those are hugely valuable. Um, We did something called a creator's pod where we pulled six people on and that went well. Um, I think some of those might be more fun to, to try as well. 
but you guys, when I do stuff, I, I, I'm not great at like, oh, let's just hop on and talk. I mean, I can do that, but I see people doing stuff with live streaming where I feel like they're, look at me, look at me, look at me, right? And it's like, I, I want to always approach it. And this sounds so, um, I don't like a martyr and I don't mean it that way, but like, I want to have something of value to teach or share or talk about, not just Kim feels like going on camera and and talking and shooting the shit, right? I, I don't want it to be that. So there needs to be a little bit more structure. If you're listening and you're part of content creators, I'm super open to ideas, guys. Or if you would like to do a live stream for the group, um, you know, we can absolutely talk. So really this community, it just, it, it's my happy place. It truly is. I love this group. Um, I love what it's becoming. I love the support that people give. There's no complaining or bitching. It's truly just a supportive, fun place to be. Um, so there's that. Courses and products, you guys. I did more of this in 2018 than I've ever done before. And so for that, kudos to me, <laughs> right? Um, so here's a list of the what I did. So I did the Everything is Content course. And uh, bear with me because I do, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail with each. But I did everything as content. I ran the Content Creator Summit. I launched a free course called Content Traffic Kickstarter, which is my lead magnet off of Kim Doyle. I did the List Explosion course. I launched Creators Nation, which is a private membership. And I have a physical product, the Content Creators Planner. So, you know, the nice thing about adding uh, or ending, excuse me, on a high note is I felt really good as I progressed saying, Okay, the whole year wasn't crap, right? Um, so I am pretty pleased with myself to say that. So, and mainly for two reasons. One is that the topics weren't all over the place. They all focus on content marketing. And I'll you might think list explosion, but I'll tell you how that ties into the content traffic Kickstarter. Um, number two is that I took action and I did it. Period. End of story, full stop. So, so much could have gone better with each of these things, you guys, but I learned a ton with each one and I'll get into what I'm going to do with all of this in the last part of this episode, but let's talk a little bit about each one first. And you guys, this is not even a paragraph on each, so I promise I'm not going <laughs> to, there's nothing to sell you with these either. All right. Everything is content course. So this has become one of my mantras and favorite hashtags. And we actually did, we have stickers for the content creators planner, hashtag everything is content. And I've, I wouldn't say I've changed my mind on that, but I think I'm adding a caveat that it context matters. And I'll talk about that in a sec. Um, but I ran a beta for this for 97 bucks, had great feedback. It was six, it was a six week course, a live call each week, slides and training and kind of working through. Like I really enjoy doing trainings for people participate. I don't care if it's a two person or 25 or 50 or a hundred, like, but take advantage of that time, right? So if you have a question, or you're stuck, and you don't see how you can take this piece of everything as content working into your business, ask me, let's work through it. That's what I like to do. Um, so I, again, it was six weeks of live calls. Engagement was great. I raised the price to 197 and opened it again. Um, which I didn't do as much promotion. I'm sure I that that's my biggest downfall. Wow, I totally shouted that. But that was been my my biggest thing is like, girl, you need to give yourself more lead time runway for marketing. And, and I'm going to go into more detail on that. But um, I, I think I could have done more with this had I bed that had I, wow, had a better marketing plan in place. Um, this is where the ready fire aim comes in. 
but you know, you guys, again, it's really, I did it. And I'm, I am, I am pleased with that. And all of these things have helped me get the clarity and bring me down to just three things that I'll be focusing on for 2019. But the goal with this course is simply to get people over their fear of creating content. No one starts out creating epic content. So you have to start somewhere. And this course did just that. I have plenty of testimonials of people saying, Oh my gosh, you've completely helped me pivot how I approach content, how I think of content. And so it gave people the framework for creating and publishing content. And I would say it's sort of a beginner's guide, but it's not like a how to write a blog post, right? It's none of that stuff. But it shows you how to get out of your own way and start publishing. The Content Creator Summit. Holy moly, this was an undertaking. Oh my goodness. 24 speakers over four days. I pre-recorded all of the interviews. I used Kajabi to host the summit and away I went. I had a friend who was supposed to help me with the logistics of this in terms of, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that, that kind of stuff. And I was going to pay them. Um, This is another friendship that went off the rails, but was having a little bit of a personal crisis. I really sound judgy and I'm sorry, I'm not meaning that. But collaborations, I, I hope if you take nothing from me sharing these experiences, you approach collaborations differently. You know, it's just because someone has a skill set, if they're not doing anything with that skill set, don't collaborate. I'm just, that's my big advice for this episode. Um, But anyways, but um, they were, they had a little bit of a personal crisis. So it was like, okay, well, I've already scheduled these. I was recording. And let me tell you guys, Recording 24 interviews takes a ton out of you. There's a different level of energy required for live streaming and podcasting and all of that, right? And I mean, my energy is pretty high for the most part, but it it drains you more than just sitting and working behind the screen, right? Um, fortunately, my daughter helped me. She did all the videos and graphics and we pulled it off. Um, I sold an all access pass to the summit recordings for $97. And this is where things were a little bit bittersweet because a lot of speakers who said they would support the summit didn't. They didn't email. They didn't share it, you know. Um, and eh, you know, and that's where the stories come into play. And this is where I'm shifting my model a little bit moving forward. But I'm really glad I did it. I definitely made money, and the content was fantastic. So zero regrets. I would just like to give myself. I don't know. There has to be a better way. <laughs> I, Clearly time management. And James Rose, this one's for you, buddy, because we had a great conversation um, about automation because he just has some great processes and I'm really hoping he's going to teach some of his automations and stuff. And he's like, do you ever track your time? And I said, no. (laughs) So I'm going to be doing that for him. Um, I have been working my tail off all through December with the planner and stuff. So I know that I'm not wasting time right now. I know that, but I'm going to start tracking my time. Um, but it really, I, I think at the end of the day for myself with the summit, um, I'm just, I'm glad I did it. I don't know that I would run a summit again, to be honest with you. My friend, Mark Stern, who is just phenomenal. And you're going to hear more about him this year. We actually met at Funnel Hacking Live and we had met in a course group about summits, oddly enough, which I requested a refund for, and we'll leave that at that. But Mark has pulled together a process for doing a single day summit, which I think is way more manageable. And it, I, I'm super excited about trying that, I think. 
Um, so anyways, so I did. Content Creator Summit was one of the things I ran. And, you know, it's funny, as I was writing this, I thought maybe because lead surveys dragged out for so long, I was like, I got to get out there. I got to get it out there. I just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull it, right? Pull the trigger. Uh, Content Traffic Kickstarter free course. You guys, I went all in with this course, 30 modules of training. I kind of took my time with it. But as soon as I started recording videos, I started teasing this out to my audience, which was really fun. I would share screenshots of the slides, the members area, the planning spreadsheets, all of it. And because of this teasing, I had over 500 people sign up for this course in about 10 days, completely organic, not a penny invested. And so the cool thing is that I have this asset that is a total foundation for any next step and anything else I do, right? This also needs some automation in regards to promotion, but that's coming in 2019 too. The next one was the List Explosion course. And that came off the tail end of the Content Traffic Kickstarter course. Because of the success with that, I thought, why not show people how I did this? And for what it's worth, I'm not terribly thrilled with the name List Explosion. It feels so, I don't know, circa internet marketing five years ago or whatever, but it is what it is. What I did is I I simply pulled together what I did to sort of pre-promote and shared the value. That was it, you guys. I pulled this together. I did a one-time live training. I sold it for 49 bucks. I was going to raise the price, but I never went back to this after the initial release. Um, It sold well, and it was kind of an impromptu idea, so I'm not complaining. I don't know that I'm ever going to go back and revisit it individually, but I do think it's going to become a part of something else. Uh, Creators Nation. Creators Nation is my private membership that you've heard nothing about. (laughs) So I will definitely still say this has been in beta. And to all of my members in the nation, which I'm still playing with that. It sounds goofy when I say it. Thank you for your patience because I launched this really right around the time we were doing the, the planner. And so it's not gotten the time and attention it deserves, but I truly appreciate the people who have have come on board and been patient with me. But um, I, I, like I said, I didn't promote this much after the initial launch, but I'm super happy that I took the time to create a really good webinar. Um, I created the webinar using David Seitman Garland's Create Awesome course, Create Awesome Webinars. That's his course. He's got Create Awesome online courses too. Um, he's more my speed. I've, I've done the perfect webinar by Russell Brunson, but it's to story, tell, story, tell, pitch, do the stack. I think it, it, it works. It doesn't feel good in my body. David Seitman Garland's Create Awesome webinars is more about teaching and providing value. And it, it simply is easier for me to do that. Um, again, I feel like I sound like a total martyr, but... I can sell from that place. I can't sell from the other place very well. Um, But because I moved into the planner, uh, the Creators Nation, like I said, just hasn't gotten the attention it deserves. But it is one of my main focuses, one of three for 2019. It is an amazing group of people. They've been uber patient with me. And I'm excited to give this the time and attention it deserves. Uh, Content Creators Planner. Holy moly. This was definitely on one hand, ready, ready, fire, aim. On the other hand, It's been an idea in the making for a super long time. This is sort of the compilation of so many passions, you know, 11 years online. I'm just going to round up now because I don't want to keep saying almost 11 and I don't want to say 10, (laughs) clearly. Uh, But um, it's, it's a, it's my first physical product and it, 
I don't know, you guys, it, it pulls together content, marketing, pen and paper, like all of the things that I enjoy doing. You guys, for the pen and paper piece, I owned a scrapbook store way back in 1998. I was an art major for a while. I love doodling and drawing and art. So it just got, it really, I don't know, pulls everything together. I'm glad I never rushed into any other physical products because this one feels like coming home. And getting this pulled together uh, with my amazing friend, Jody Hirsch, she is the brilliant mind who took my ideas and turned it into something magical and tangible. Um, it was a complete whirlwind, you guys. This literally happened late August. She was on a cruise. You've all heard the story, but I messaged her, hey, do you know InDesign? I kind of started this project with someone else, but it kept getting drug out, drug out just for a logo. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> After lead service, I was like, no, no, I, I want someone who wants to do this and we're going to do it. And she's like, yeah, what do you need? And I was like, well, long story short, she jumped on board. Um, and we went from idea at the end of August to launching a Kickstarter on December 3rd. And you guys, I know, I know, like who launches a Kickstarter in December? Let me just tell you that the thought behind this was so that we could get the planner out in the first quarter of the year to start helping people with their content strategy, right? I am going to do a complete full recap of the experience with Kickstarter, but as of the time of recording, we still have like three three days left, three or four days left, um, but we're not going to hit our funding goal, but it's okay because we decided to pivot and everybody that backed the planner through the Kickstarter, we've messaged to purchase pre-sale, essentially the same thing, right? That's all you're doing at the Kickstarter is, is pre-selling things, crowdfunding, but there's no reason you can't do that off your site, which is what I would actually recommend moving forward unless you've, I mean... One Kickstarter hardly makes me an expert, but from the perspective of what it did to me emotionally, yeah. Anyways, so what we've done is I went through Kickstarter's terms of service and I thought, well, what if we just pre-sold this through the website and crap and and self-funded the difference? So you guys, I literally, you know, we got WooCommerce to set up, we got everything done, boom, 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 boom. Uh, Devender did the site for us. It looks beautiful and uh, contentcreatorsplanner.com. But I just, and what we did is I, we sent them a message saying, this is what's going on. We sent them the direct link to the same reward they backed on Kickstarter. We're going to honor the rewards. We're going to run this for the first two weeks of January. And then it goes straight to e-commerce. So we have two potential printers been in discussions with both. If we can do a smaller initial print run, we will. If not, like I said, we're going to self-fund the difference because we believe in this. And, you know, considering yesterday was the Friday before New Year's and I don't know, it was mid-afternoon when I messaged people, you know, we've already gotten a thousand dollars in pre-sale. So I, I don't doubt we're going to get the majority of the orders coming through Kickstarter and then we're going to be selling it I mean, obviously, you can buy it after the first two weeks, but the rewards are going to be gone. Um, and based on the response of the PDF, we may be doing selling the PDF. It's going to be much more expensive. Um, I'm going to say much more. We're talking the rewards are like you can get the PDF for seven bucks. It's probably going to be 20 off the site. So it's not like it's going to break the bank. But the point is, um, we've seen a ton of validation with that. So anyways, um, we believe in this way too much. We've had so much market validation. I did some live streams for this. Uh, we've got two more to run. We were doing a five day, but then when we decided to pivot, I thought, look, the Thursday and Friday before Christmas, 
not everyone's online. Let's save the scheduling and measuring piece of the training for after New Year's because that'll help us push this. But this is simply a matter of letting more people know it's here. We have um, an amazing ad. Again, Daniel Danes Hutt, who you're going to hear way more about. I've got an episode coming with him. Helped create this long form ad. We were getting great click throughs, all that stuff. But I'll turn the ads back on after the first running to the site, right? Anyway, so um, this is also something that needed way more lead time for marketing in terms of the Kickstarter. But again, we did it and it's happening. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, okay. Wow. All right. 40. I'm just checking my time, guys. A um, little, little more coffee here. Another win this year were the people. People that came into my life too. Despite saying goodbye to those friendships, I feel so connected and grateful for the people in my life. And I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you. So of course, my family and friends who've supported all my ups and downs, both personally and professionally. I love you all. Um, My amazing therapist who, (laughs) despite essentially being retired, is still there for me and works with me. I love her to pieces. Uh, My community and tribe, for lack of a better word, you guys are what make this all worth doing. So thank you for sticking with me all these years, or even if we're newly acquainted, thanks for hanging out. And and I really appreciate you. Things have been a little bit off track this year, especially with this podcast. And I appreciate you trusting me with your time, your emails, your energy, your messenger inboxes. I still believe in that. Um, and you know, for what it's worth, the, the podcast, I, I may have, I think I might be approaching that later on in the show notes too. But um, I think I had this, I think I had this realization that I've been doing this format for five. I'm like, can I do math? Yes. Over five years now, almost six years. And I think I need to mix it up. So I'm going to talk about that later. But I realized that was part of I wasn't excited about it just felt like I took the same thing I was doing with the WordPress chick, I changed the name and I put it on the same site, same feed, all of that. And so I've got some plans to mix that up a little bit, but I wanted to uh, personally thank two people in particular. And at the risk of alienating anyone, I, I need to do this. So first is Devender uh, King. Oh God, I hope I do. You know, Devender, I never say your last name. Saint, I think Devender King Saint. Devender beautifully designed my Kim Doyle site and the content creators planner site. He also did lead surveys, which you can't see now. Um, But he's done so much more than design sites for me. He's become a dear friend. He holds me accountable. He lets me bounce ideas off of him. We chat via messenger probably pretty close to every day. Um, But he's simply there for me. And so thank you, Devender. I truly appreciate you. And I cannot wait to see what 29 brings you. 29? How about 2019? (laughs) Oh, you know that it's time to start winding down. 2019. I'm excited for you. Devinder is just, he's brilliant at what he does. He knows Beaver Builder like no one else. He's got great design skills. He's got courses. You're going to, he's got a podcast. So kudos to you, Devinder. I have linked to Devinder in the show notes if you want to check out what he does, what he sells, or hire him to do your stuff. Uh, And then number two, of course, is Jody Hirsch. And as I mentioned before, Jody is my partner with the content creators planner. Now Jody is someone it's fun because we've known each other four or five years. And I think we kind of were like, well, and, and she had heard me on the WP Elevation podcast, one thing led to another. And little off script here, guys, 
But this is a perfect example of staying open. Like just connect with good people, you guys. You have no idea where it's going to go. I'm really ready to never hear the word influencer again because it's become, I literally saw somebody, I think there's a book and a course on how to be an influencer. I'm like, how about create awesome stuff and put it out to the world? You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old and curmudgeon but I'm just thinking it's like how to be famous. Well, how are you getting there? Like, what is this? What is the thing you're doing that earns you? I don't know. It's goofy to me. But anyways, um, I, you know, Jody and I just we connected. And the friendship has grown organically. We've stayed in touch. We'll hop on Skype calls every now and then. And, you know, I had no idea what her thoughts would be when I reached out to her about the planner. But not a day goes by that I am not super grateful. She said yes. She is amazingly talented, crazy smart. She's super witty. And damn it, if she isn't immensely patient too. So um, I, I just, I cannot speak more highly of her. Um, so Jody, thank you, truly. And she's got a, a course coming out. She's kind of one of those like best known secrets of the internet, right? But she's got a course coming out that, well, pretty much any online business should use. I am not going to give the name out. She will be doing all of that probably first quarter, but um, she used this process to land an $85,000 client, you guys. So she knows what she's doing. She's been in business 25 years. The cool thing is, like, I totally feel like every time I get something back that she's done, and I don't mean back to me, but you know, her taking my sketches and creating something beautiful and in design or, oh, uh, yeah, she's doing product graphics. And it's like, it, it's su- like such a treat. Like, all of her stuff looks amazing. But what's awesome is that she gets the rest of this stuff too. The branding, the storytelling, the copy, pe- like, it's so nice. Anyways, I'm, <laughs> I promise you, um, no one's paid me to say this. But I can also say this, you guys. Working with Jody has been the easiest collaboration I have ever been a part of in the almost 11 years I've been doing this. So thank you, Jody. I have linked to her site as well. Uh, now let's let's sort of wind this down, wind it up, down. I don't know, whatever. This is going over an hour, guys. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Um, but all right, 2019, let's do this, you guys. So I'm in the midst of planning for 2019. I'll be doing this with my Creators Nation group next week. But there are two words that come to mind when I think of 2019. Clarity and and simplicity. And by the way, you guys, if you do a word of the year, kudos to you. I have a tendency to, I I pick a word, but I use it for my passwords and I, you know, add in some numbers and whatever. So I've got that. I'm keeping it to myself. Um, But don't, I don't know. You see all this stuff at this time of year, pick your word or don't pick your word. It's like, just do, do you boo, right? Okay, anyways, so without skipping a beat, I can tell you that I've never had this much clarity in my business. And like I said, in March of this coming year, what the bucket, I've been online for 11 years. Mind you, by this time, I thought I was going to be a multimillionaire, but you know, doesn't everyone who thinks they can write ebooks and make thousands and thousands of dollars in a minute. Okay, so um, the decision to say goodbye to the WordPress chick and go all in with content marketing was not a decision I, I made lightly. Like I said, it took me almost a year to pull the trigger on the new site. And then having just forwarded the WP chick to Kim Doyle a month ago, um, it was was a long decision in the making, but no waffling, guys. You know it's right when you don't question your choices. And so 
there is this, um, I don't, I don't want to say this, but there are people that, you know, God bless them, you know, <laughs> bless your heart. But I used to joke around. My husband was not one to make decisions quickly, nor is my sister. And I was like, how is it that two people I love the most in the world could be so indecisive? I'm the person that I'm like, go in, let's get it. Let's get out. Like, I'm not a big shopper, although I can wander Costco or Target because I listen to podcasts and I just, you know, but I'm just not like, I don't know. I don't, I just don't waffle on decisions. I make a decision and then I course correct. Um, but I, I do think there's an element of trust that you need to, if, if you're really not sure and you do know yourself and you have to ask yourself, why am I afraid of this? Right. For me, it was like, am I giving up everything? And I was like, well, what are you giving up? People follow you because you're you. Um, and I, I, so I, I, it just took a while and I trusted it. And then there's no hesitation, no waffling. So after everything I've done this year, I have decided that I will only be focusing on selling three things in 2019. The Creators Nation membership, which is a low cost, guys. This is not hundreds of dollars a month. Um, price may go up, but it's 47 bucks, right? And you'll hear more about it later. I'm not going to go into this because I don't have a link for you or anything. Um, I'm going to create a signature content course. Name to be determined, but I'm going to pull together. I have a Grow Your Audience course too that I didn't even explain talk about because I created it the year before. Um, everything is content. I'm going to pull everything together, rebrand, and it's going to be a signature course. I will do an actual launch for this, but I will also make it an evergreen through automation. So I just decided I have got to simplify. So Creators Nation membership, number one, two, signature content course, number three. And number three, of course, is the content creators planner. And we are going to add a swag store to that site, guys, because I love that stuff. And we're going all in with everything is content, some fun stuff. But um, that's it. Those are the three primary things I'm going to be selling. I have a lot of other plans for content to support these three things. Like I said, I'm changing up the podcast for 2019, which that's going to go into effect in February um, because I have to publish the backlog of interviews (laughs) I have. So to all the guests that have been patient with me, I apologize. Um, But you'll you'll all be published in January and you will all get the due promotion you deserve as well. Plus those episodes will be queued for consistent sharing. Um, But so Kim Doyle show sticking around, but we're going to change it up a little bit. And we are launching a podcast for the content creators planner brand called Creativity Published, which I freaking love that name. And I'm pretty sure that came up through a conversation with Devender and he came up with it. So shout out D. Um, But you guys, I'm going to stay completely focused on those three things. Anything I do, it's going to lead towards that. Jody and I are also discussing a live event, like an immersion weekend or few days or whatever for a small group of people, (coughs) excuse me, where we come together, we plan out your content strategy, we create the content, and you get to connect with people, right? But here's kind of where I want the magic to happen, is that you're actually going to leave with audio recorded, video created, and written content. So when you leave the event, you're not just leaving with notebooks of, of stuff to do, you'll actually do stuff. So we'll have audio equipment there to record, we'll have a videographer, we'll have photos, like, it, it's going to be a working, I don't know, it could be four days. He's like, we haven't decided, probably Lake Tahoe is what I'm thinking. But so that'll probably be announced in the spring. 
And of course, everybody will get planners and all that good stuff. So that's probably going to be in the, in the fall. We'll announce that in the spring. That's something I have wanted to do for, oh my gosh, too long. Like I, I love those sort of intimate mastermindy type things. It will be high ticket. We'll have payment plans, but you know, you just have to think about what it would cost to hire people to go do this for you. And I, we want to empower you to do it for yourself. So uh, we'll be announcing that. Here's my other business goals. Automation. I have way too many tools that can be working for me in the background. Creating automations that drive engagement and sales have to be set up. So again, what's up, James Rose? Um, I'm going to be bugging the bucket out of you with this, but I will give you a great testimonial. So automation processes, same thing, you guys, because of the goal that I'm going to share with you after this, um, I have to set up some processes and it's probably the least favorite thing for me as I'd much rather create like who wouldn't, well, somebody who's probably more left brain than me, right? Um, but there's no way that I can hire help without having some processes. So uh, the next one would be building a team. It's time to build a team again. Uh, this time, though, it's going to be for my brands, not client services. Again, no judgment. But I'm hoping by the end of quarter one, we can bring on one or two people to help with Content Creators Planner. And uh, for myself, I just want to hire someone to repurpose, post, measure, and engage with content. I will always engage with my content. Don't get me wrong. But the editing, the repurposing, creating micro content, it just requires help, you guys. I can't. I just can't. And this role, so before anybody says, hey, I can help you, it's going to be filled by my daughter. Um, it's just going to be official and she'll get paid um, regularly and get a 1099 and all that good stuff um, simply because she knows all of this stuff and does all this. She's a film student, by the way, if you guys are like, why is she making you videos? So so there's that. She actually did the video for our uh, Kickstarter, which I was super happy with the video. And um, so I'm excited about that. Um, paid traffic. This is a big one. I've decided this is going to be ongoing. It's not just going to be for launches or something um, like event-based. But after talking with Daniel Danes Hut of Ant My Content, and his episode will be airing very soon, and I, I'm going to do another shout out. I said I wasn't, but I'm super grateful to have connected with Daniel and, of course, Brendan Hufford, who I've had on the show. They're like breaths of fresh air to me because they believe in content, just all that stuff. But Daniel um, really just got me thinking about paid traffic differently. And when you read, you guys, please take the time to read the article I'm going to link to by Amanda Bloom. And I think if you just go to the adstrategist.com, it'll pull up the article. It's kind of an Andre Chaperone style article. It's literally like four full pages, but she calls out all the nonsense in this space, why everyone's complaining that paid traffic is costing more. I'll tell you this. Um, uh, Daniel wrote an ad for us for the content creators planner, a long form ad. So when I took his copy um, and I just did some edits and stuff, but on a Google Doc, it was six pages, you guys. Tons of white space. So don't worry, this is not like paragraphs and paragraphs. But, and we only ran the ad for a couple of days because we were running it to the Kickstarter. And then we thought, let's pivot. Let's, let's get through Christmas, turn the ad off. Let's get people going to the site. Let's get all the backers to make their purchases through the site. And then after New Year's, like I said, I'll turn the ads back on. But you guys, I haven't seen click-through rates or cost per click. And I know like we're not measuring. It's really cost per lead, like conversion piece, right? And we only ran it for a couple of days. But 
it renewed my faith in the ability to run paid traffic. And and you're going to love the interview with Daniel, I promise. Um, but running paid traffic to content converts way better and is way cheaper. So hi, you need to create content, right? But paid traffic, I don't care you guys if it's initially a couple hundred bucks a month. I was like, I went through and I looked at everything I could cancel so that I could put that towards, towards traffic. Like start with 10 bucks a day. You know, you run that for 10 days, you're going to have some data, you're going to have some numbers. So, right, it, it's just, this also ties into um, where I was talking about being disappointed. If I'm constantly expecting more for myself in terms of I'm responsible for my own traffic, not relying on JVs. And I'm not saying that stuff doesn't work. It totally does. But clearly, I haven't approached it correctly or with enough time, or maybe I need to provide more value. I don't know. But either way, I want to be growing and scaling. People who grow and scale invest in traffic. It's it's just a part of doing business, you guys. I'm not saying you can't with organic, but with it should be combined, right? So that's my plan is to run paid traffic to content that has automations and offers tied in that will eventually make an offer at some point. And I don't mean some BS upsell downsell sequence the minute someone joins my list. I will test, hey, thanks for joining my list. You can get this. This is not for sale anywhere else. I'll try that. That's To me, that's worth trying. But then making sure that you're providing a ton of value and then like a signature course that I'm creating, maybe there's an offer in that down the road, right? So I don't know what that looks like this minute, but I but literally January paid traffic happening. Um, last business goal is boundaries. <clears throat> as much as I love hosting other people for podcasts or live streams, I have got to set some better boundaries and stop offering so much. I do this all the time. Oh, I'll do a live stream with you. Oh, you want to share it? We'll do that. I'll do that. And next thing you know, Kim has like three things scheduled for the week that are literally just gives. And I am not going to ever stop doing that. But I think I have to be smarter about it. I think I need to, when I block, you guys have no idea how many times I block out no calls, no calls, no calls. And the next thing you know, I've got two or three calls on each of those days. And so I have to step back and say, where, what is the purpose of this? Because I can give, I can share, I can do all those things. But this requires a different level of energy, as opposed to sending an email, sharing, highlighting somebody in my group, doing promoting. Do you know what I'm saying? So I I really have to be better. Not better. I'm going to set boundaries, period. Again, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but I need to make sure I don't jump into something that requires me <laughs> to offer time that I really don't have to give. Um, and lastly, guess what? We're actually winding down. Holy moly, only an hour and six minutes. Good. Okay. Are some personal goals <clears throat> because we are people, right? We've got to live life. <laughs> It's tough when you love what you do. Everything gets sort of just intertwined. Um, and I'm at that place in my life where balance is non-existent. I, I think you do the best you can. And that's it. You just do the best you can, right? Um, but I've got some fun stuff to look forward to personally this year. And I'm pretty excited. So once my son graduates high school this June... I am going to be moving out of the city that I have lived in for the past 17 years. It was a great place to raise the kids. The energy for me has shifted. Some of that has to do with some of the stuff that I've gone through with my son, but um, I'm ready to get out of suburbia for a while, permanently, hopefully. Um, 
you know, I, I, I complained, I whined, whatever you want to call it, about lawnmowers and blowers and cars and that kind of stuff. You guys, I thrive with just downtime to myself. I really do like the quiet, um, but I haven't decided. So I'll be taking some road trips over the next six months. Um, and there might be a, it may not be like June, I'm bouncing, but it's ideally over the summer is going to happen. Um, but my goal is to stay on the West Coast because I want to be able to come down and see my family at the drop of a hat. Like I said, I'm super tight with everybody. And so if my sister needs help with my niece or my mom and dad are like, oh, let's have a barbecue, I want to be able to come down if I want. So it needs to be drivable as well as a quick flight. Um, I don't know about you guys, but half the time, like I even look at, you know, driving down to Southern California, which where my daughter lives, it's a little bit five-ish hours. Like Disneyland is more like six plus, of course, there's traffic, but by the time you park your car, you check into the airport, you get, I don't know, like, I'd rather have the comfort of my car, you know? Um, first class is fun to fly, though, I will say that. But uh, so that's gonna be happening. Um, I will be sharing those road trips and journey as it happens. Looks like the first will probably be in March. And I'm looking at the coast of Oregon. I was looking at Lincoln City. Um, Oregon is, you know, not too far away. I wish Nevada had somewhere prettier outside of Lake Tahoe, which is, I don't know that I want to live with snow. Um, but I'm just ready to get out of California for a bit, guys. In the Bay Area, especially, there's so much traffic here. Um, and who knows, maybe I'll be back in, t- in 10 years, whatever. My parents are, you know, knock on wood, still in good health. And I'm thinking I've got this window before they might need help. Um, so there's that. So it'll be fun. Speaking of trips, I'm going to be doing a big trip to the UK with my kids in the fall. My parents, again, God bless them. Um, for my daughter's high school graduation, they have a timeshare. And so they gave us, they gave her a week and we went to the south of France. So that was a great trip. My son wants to go to Ireland. So we are going to go to Ireland and we're going to extend it and head over to England after. He might go somewhere with a friend, but my daughter and I are going to go to England. So I will absolutely be connecting with friends in both places. So, you know, just Dave Toomey's over in Ireland. Dave, if you don't know him, he's amazing. And I have to get him on the podcast. We had a great episode that I don't know what happened, why I didn't air it. But I just... Uh, we could have talked for days. Um, so we'll get to connect with Dave in Ireland. And then God, England Lee Jackson is there. Paul Lacey, uh, Nathan Wrigley, Dave Toomey. Like there's just a lot of friends. Cheryl, if you're listening to this. So I can't wait to go hang out with some friends in person. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That should be, I'm thinking November might be sooner, but might be end of October. But uh, we're I'm excited about that. So Next, it's time to start putting my health above everything else, you guys. I am beyond unhappy with my weight, and I'm not going to – what was me? But, you know, I don't know exactly when I got out of the habit with working out. You know, I used to go to the gym almost every morning. I'd drop my kids off to school, and I'd go straight to the gym. Um, but I have to put that first. It's, you know, I prefer working out in the morning, um, So which means it's time to start setting the alarm again. You guys, I got into this very pissy – I'm such a wiener sometimes, but I got in this very pissy place of, you know, I've had to raise my kids by myself. As soon as I didn't have to start driving them to school, I don't want to have to get up with anything. And I'm like, you know what? Do this for you. Ding dong, reframe this. So that's where my head is at. Um, I just, I feel it. I mean, I'm 48. I'm like, girl, you got a whole lot of life to live. Like, let's optimize our health. So um, that is, that's going to be happening. And I'll probably have to do some public accountability. You guys, accountability just works for me. I've accepted that. 
And then once I feel a little bit better about my health and my weight, it's probably time to uh, start dipping my toes into the dating pool again. <laughs> so stay tuned. Those stories should be interesting. I really haven't wanted to. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, the last relationship I was in was 2012, about a year long. He lived with me and kind of thought I was going to marry him. Wanted to. Grateful that that didn't go in that direction. Um, but it was fun when it was good. And um, I just have had too much going on in my personal life. Plus, knowing I don't want to stay here, I don't want to get into a relationship here. <laughs> like, this is now you're getting way too much of a glimpse into Kim's head. So there's that. Um, so that should be interesting. And I'll do a little bit of fun sharing probably on the podcast with that too. Uh, I'm going to continue with the artwork. I have had so much fun getting into watercolors and picking up lettering. You guys, I've gotten <laughs> too big of a pen collection already. Um, but it's such a great way for me to unplug from tech and just get lost in the moment. I tend to put in my AirPods and I listen to something inspiring or spiritual. And when I'm done, I feel completely renewed. The cool thing about this also is that I will inevitably get ideas for my business when I have completely shifted my thoughts towards something else. So that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Um, and then hopefully this year is going to bring a trip to Costa Rica and other travels as well, but I'm going to be open to what shows up and stay flexible. It's kind of a big year with some big changes. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see where the road takes us. Um, but you guys, holy moly, I'm just going to do a quick time check and wow, we're at an hour and 12 minutes. Thank you for, for listening to this and sticking with me. I am going to link to stuff in the show notes before I forget. This is officially the longest post and podcast I have ever done. Yeah, it's about 3,500 words, I said. So I wish you all a very happy new year and a wonderful 2019. I love you guys tons. Thank you for sticking around. Of course, if you haven't left a review, I would love one. But happy creating. Let's make the most of this next year. So until until next year. All right, guys, have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening, and we'll catch you uh, next time.